This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out. I am Iron Man, and this is my co-host, Terrence Howard. How you doing? Dude, I just invented this new type of math. It's awesome. Please it's explain. Called, it's called teriology. Okay. You know how some people say one plus one is two? I've heard this. It's actually one. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is a real quote from Terrence Howard. Uh, <laughs> for real though, check it out. Teriology. It's pretty great. Uh, this week's book is called Bear. B-E-A-R. Bear. Bear. Okay, like the, the animal. animal. Yep. Got it. Okay. Written by Marion Engel, who is a, uh, according to the inside cover, world traveler who has lived in the UK and Cyprus and Canada. Okay. Uh, this is a historical historical fiction genre uh, published in 1976. The book I had was actually one of the first printings. Historical fiction so sounds contradictory. It is. It is I understand what it is, but I'm just saying. You're right. <laughs> historical it is fiction that takes place in a historical sense therefore it is not exactly. history it is fiction yeah yeah um published in 1976 it was manufactured by the murray printing company and the reason that i bring that up is because there was no publisher it was okay. copyrighted by marion engel and manufactured by the murray printing company so i imagine huh. it's self-published i right. don't know for sure right right she she hired someone to print them and then she distributed them herself that's apparently. that's what i can tell Okay. The the cover was I don't have the book with me I apologize listener but uh, the cover it's not was professional. I know it's not I'm so sorry <laughs> it was just plain it had the word bear on it and then it just had a bunch of reviews about the author more than the book okay and they were just written by people with like generic names it wasn't like it wasn't like publishing companies it wasn't magazines it wasn't anything it was just people's names so I don't know if it was her <laughs> friends. Or if it was, in fact, the people I didn't do any research into 1970s Canadian book reviewers. <laughs> I apologize. So the reviews weren't about the book. They were about... Kind of just how other. great of a person she was. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then there was, there was one that says her writings were plausible as Kitchens. <laughs> Is Kitchens an author? It wasn't capitalized. It, so say, it, say that again. Her writings were as plausible as Kitchens. I don't know what that means. And there, there was more... <laughs> Uh, it was like plausible as kitchens and yet with dark overtones or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact quote. I apologize. But um, but the, the the plausible as kitchens part just, it got me every time I looked at the cover. Yeah, I, that hurts my head. Yeah. I'm like, as plausible as kitchens. Plaus- so plausible, in my experience, plausible means something that is, it, it could happen. It is plausible that that could, could happen. There it's is as- a, <laughs> a likely chance that I could see that happening. It's as realistic as gravity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, it's 141 pages long. Okay. It, so that's about the length that the Crystals book was. Right, right. It felt like a lot more. Uh, th- as Crystals did. Yep. Oh, by the way, we got our very own Crystal Skull here in the studio. We did. We have, check out the socials. The pictures will be up. And uh, I haven't meditated with him yet, so I don't know his name. I'll be working on that. We'll get back to you. Yeah. We're, but we're, uh, we're I feel like uh, he, okay, so he is Chalcedony Crystal. Okay. I chose it because Chalcedony is known to strengthen the bonds of brotherhood. Nice. Fist bump. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it absorbs negative energy. So all the haters out there, th- this will block us from the yeah. hate. <laughs> we- he, needs very- a, he needs a strong name. It, he does. I, my, I was thinking about something like Zyax, 
Because Zariath was on my brain. I was like, we right. need something just as strong right. as that. Yeah, Xanax, yeah. <laughs> Xanax. Um, he's way smaller than I thought he would be. They did list the dimensions on eBay, but, you know, two inches seems like a lot more until you get it out. You know what I'm saying? No. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's really, it's very small, but he's powerful. He's got heart, so we'll 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 work with him. The name, the name is pending, but no, he's 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 a strong addition to our to he, our stuff. He's adorable. Yeah, he kind of is. He's got a little fracture across the. That's the, a the it's coloration. Plate. It's just color. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 just how the crystal's colored. Okay. He does have a bumpy head though, right here. There's a little divot in where the the actual surface of the crystal was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can see that. Yeah, but oh, great detail. It feels good. It's like solid. Ooh. I can stare into his eyes for hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive into this week's episode. This is Bear. Let's begin. Chapter one, we are introduced to our main character. Her name is Lou. Lou? Lou. So like Louise? Presumably. Presumably, okay. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, she's the point of view character, so... You know, she never says her own name. It's always mm -hmm. people saying it to her, and they always call her Lou. My middle, my mom's middle name is actually. My mom's middle name is. Wow! <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> Please cut my mom's middle name out of this podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, I beep all names except the ones we give at the top. All right, yeah. <laughs> she is Lou is described as a bookish individual who lives like a mole. She goes <laughs> underground. <laughs> kind of. She works at the uh, Canadian Historical Society. Oh shit! Like in the basement. In, of like the in the basement building. of the building. Okay. Exactly. And she's the one who's like in charge of the archives. If people bring her stuff that they don't want to throw away, like oh, here's right. an old picture from the 30s. Uh, don't throw that away. It, it might be valuable to someone. It's not. It's garbage and it's unidentifiable people. Yeah. But they preserve it anyway. So her job is to like catalog and organize that stuff. Right. Mole is not a not apt description. Yes. Well, and it, she also, I almost wonder if they meant shrew because she also like doesn't socialize. Uh, she yeah, uh -huh. goes from work to home and from home to work and never stops anywhere else, never does anything else, mm -hmm. like doesn't hang out with anyone. She is just a, a loner, basically. Right. Okay. So there is an estate that belonged to an old colonel uh, in the Canadian military. Okay. That the colonel willed the estate to the historical society. Mm -hmm. Colonel's children didn't like that. Obviously. They tried to fight it. And we we come into the picture with Lou's boss giving her the news. The uh, historical society has won the lawsuit. Okay. That the estate is going to be theirs. Okay. So Lou's boss is sending her to that estate to see if there's anything of value, catalog it, organize it, Absolutely. go through everything. Yeah, curate the what they bought. Exactly. Exactly. What was given to them. Or, yes. They also go into the thing of saying the kids have to pay the court costs, which I think is kind of funny because it has no relevance to anything. Ever. Okay. Again. I'm, I'm sure the author thought there would be one person enraged <laughs> about, like, they just have this question on their mind, like, who paid all the court fees? I need to know. And so they just no, threw it was the that kids. in there. Yeah. Okay. No, kids took care of it. Sucks to well, suck. Kids, kids, they may have taken care We don't know. They're, they're, it's fine. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Uh, does it, add one door. Doesn't matter. Yes. Doesn't come up Ding. again. Counter. The estate is deep in the Canadian wilderness. How deep? Like, by boat, a day trip deep Ooh. from the nearest town. Okay. So tens of miles. But, yes, tens of miles. But there's also talk later on of a lot of tourists coming by in the summer when things open up. 
and okay. had people like camping out kind of in the woods nearby. So deep in the woods, but not too deep that nobody goes. Okay. There, there are some people nearby. So it's like Crystal Lake? Kind of. Every now and then, when it's in the season, people yeah. are around. Yeah, but exactly. Any other time, it's out in the middle of the Any other time, it's a 100-year-old woman and her son who live on the island with, with this girl. Okay. And that's it. And then everything else is a boat trip down the river. Okay. Yeah. I got it. She is given a contact by her boss. Contact's name is Homer. Okay. Yep. Just good old-fashioned pioneer name, Homer. Uh, and she sets off on her way. She uh, drives most of it, catches a like a car ferry for part of it, and then ends up in this small town with Homer. Nothing really happens on the journey. She she has there's one thing that happens, and I'm laughing about it because she has like a little flashback when she's on the ferry when she reaches the other side. Okay. Um, she vividly remembers landing there before and associating it with something sad, Aww. like some horrible, distressing feeling. Okay. But she doesn't she doesn't remember what. So has she's she, like repressed it. Has she been here before? Um, doesn't come up again. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so so this, this is Miller's flashback then. Same, same thi- well, kind of. Yep, there's like similar. some trauma underlying the characters. Yeah. Like, there's, but, there's more to her than her molish, bookish self. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. They do talk about some things, but nothing to do with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she meets her contact, Homer, um, and they load onto a motorboat and make their way to the estate. So they, he has, um, her, her boss is like written ahead and given her Homer's name and everything. So he has right. like all the supplies and everything okay. that she'll need. He walks her around the place. So this is, it's a log cabin, but it's like a big cabin, like seven room cabin. Okay. Um, there's like a long house in the back. So it's uh, like a lodge. Kind of, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, very, very similar feeling, yeah. Um, it's, it's a big estate, which okay. is the whole reason why it was like so wanted and all that kind of stuff. Uh, by the kids, there's just a whole bunch of. There's an entire like library in there. Right. Um, there's there's again a longhouse in the back that's kind of like a a, a large low shed. Okay. But like big, like made <laughs> made to keep a lot of supplies. Okay. So like months and months of supplies. right. So you don't have to go back to town. Right. You can just keep it in the longhouse, mm-hmm. like the, you know that kind of thing. Homer walks around the place, makes sure she knows how to light a kerosene lamp you know, knows how to start the old stove, like, uh, just goes over, making sure she knows how to take care of herself in this mm-hmm. place because it's just going to be her. Uh, right. And then he said, did anybody mention the bear? I mean, this is it Canada? Canada wilderness? This is the Canadian wilderness. So I'm sure there's a lot of bears. Probably. But this is the bear. Described as the bear. Okay. No, no one had mentioned this bear. Of course not. Yep. That is, uh, that's a chapter break. Just, uh, did anyone mention the bear? End of chapter. That's a great setup. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was going to say, this is a great setup for a ghost story. Mm. Just a big estate out in the middle of nowhere that Mm -hmm. she has to go through and catalog stuff. It's kind of like the lady in black, where he he was a lawyer, had to take care of an estate, and then ghosts harassing him. Uh, This just happens to be a a ghost bear. Right. Instead of a ghost person. Right. Keep in mind, it's a bear. It's a real bear. It's a real bear. No ghosts. No ghosts. (laughs) Okay. It's important. Okay, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, apparently, all of the former owners, so this this estate was owned by a colonel, right? Mm-hmm. That colonel was the descendant of a former colonel, who was the okay. descendant of a formal colonel. And it was just this line of family historical colonels who owned this estate okay. since the first colonel built it after retiring from the British Army. Okay. So like British Columbia, like that kind of thing. We get into a little bit of the, about the most recent colonel later, um, and I can't wait to talk about that because it's hilarious. But the 
the first colonel who retired kept a bear, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of became what you did in this estate. You just had a pet bear. The, okay, <laughs> so it's not it's not the same bear, right? But it is just a you you just you, there's just always been a bear. You with gotta have a bear. You just gotta have one. It's 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 trying to think of some other tradition that just means absolutely nothing, but it's what people do. But it's like that, like England and having a queen. You just you gotta have one. <laughs> So this colonel was no exception. Uh, the most recent one kept a bear. And Homer tells her and then just buggers off saying, I'll check on you later. So he's okay. like, oh, there's a bear. Bye. Okay. Yep. That is the next chapter, right? So these are very relatively short chapters. Yeah, they're really fast. Chapter four, uh, she's tired. She falls asleep. Where? Just in the, in the house. Like in, I think actually in the first one, she sleeps on the sofa the first night. Okay. Just in the estate, in the house. Okay. Again, great setup for a ghost story. Yep. This, this whole Bears. thing could, there, there is an alternate ghost story that could have happened right. in this book. Okay. Yeah. And then the bear comes in and eats her? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, that's the whole chapter, though. She, she's tired. She goes to bed. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, it says it in a lot more words, but right. that's what happens. Uh, you got you to throw in details, flavor text to yep. hype up the place. Yep. I think she looked at the library and was like, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, well, especially because she had just gotten done traveling who oh, knows how yeah. many miles. Like, I, I am oh, yeah. on her side on this. Absolutely. Uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of the author for phrasing it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she wakes up and she looks around the estate and like takes it all in in the fresh light of morning. She's specifically looking for the bear. Right. Because there's a bear. Uh, she finds it in its home, which is the old longhouse in the back. Okay. She doesn't go in. But she, like, gets the sixth sense, like, she knows it's there, and she can kind of see something in the back. Mm-hmm. So she, she knows it's there. Uh, she goes back into the estate to make herself—I'm going to call it the estate. It's the main house. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it, referring it. to it as the estate. Okay. Uh, she goes back to make herself breakfast uh, partway through. She sees the bear just lying down half in the doorway and half outside. Of, of the, the kitchen Of the door. kitchen. Like, the kitchen door oh, to the outside. Okay. It's just, it's just half in the door and half outside. What kind of bear is it? So at this point, we realize— it is, uh, and I have a little asterisk here for our look at the bear. Uh, it appears to be a black bear. Okay. So it's it's a large black um, black coat with like a brown snout. Okay. It smells like shit. Of course. And it is very clearly male. <laughs> it has a musky very... scent that is reminiscent of a male. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Okay. I, I thought I thought where that was going was he was on his back and his his dick was out. He also has a penis. Oh, we did. His dick is out. Is he? Wait, he's on his back. No, is he, no. But she, she's like examining him and everything. Not, not close she, up. Not close up. So, so he's lying down. Yeah, and she can see it. That okay. I don't know. That's I don't confusing. Don't, look, perspective isn't this book's forte. Okay. <laughs> so his but dick is out. His dick is out, and he smells like a guy. Also, smells like shit. Oh, They're okay. two distinct smells. That I, mm, I'm not convinced of the smells like a dude one. That is. I don't know how the fuck you could tell what gender a bear is by its smell. The word that was used was musky. But uh, musk is not solely inherent in males, right? Am I wrong? According to Marion Engel, you are. I need, she knows more about bears than I do, I guess. Clearly. I don't, because I We'll find that out later. Oh no. (laughs) It's not bode well. This is not a fun book. (laughs) It's not a fun book? It's a... No, it's a horrible okay. book. It's a terrible book. So distinctly male, um, she goes outside, finds like its feed store, which is like like uh, if you've ever been to like a petting zoo, they have those like it's almost like kibble, 
but it's like like yes. big pellets for bears. Right. I imagine it was she didn't describe the food, but it was something like she she could scoop it up and put it in a bowl. So I imagine okay. it was something like that. Okay. Uh, and then she feeds it and waters it. Uh, it's on a lead. It is a it is on like a chain attached right. to the longhouse. Okay. She goes inside and like takes a look at the library. Begins starting to catalog. Okay. So she she's starting to go through everything and see what she needs to actually physically start. She realizes that it's getting late and she starts to go to the boat because Homer Homer was going to come check on her, but she wanted to try and beat him. Okay. So she went to the boat to try and start it. Couldn't start it. So Homer comes over uh, a little bit later and. Uh, Helps her get the engine going again, he, and he yeah he gets her engine going exactly mm-hmm. exactly. So Homer comes boating up the river. He shows her how to start the engine. He tells Lou about a woman who lived in a cottage nearby whose husband went for supplies one winter and never returned. This is just something okay. that happened to somebody, one of her neighbors. Is he was he implying that he died? They suppose that he fell through the ice as he was trying to make his way back with the supplies. I mean, so, it's very possible he just fucked off Well, <laughs> to never return. It left her and her 11 kids. Jesus, he absolutely fucked off. He did not want to take care of 11 kids. Daddy went for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And left mom and the 11 kids to live on turnips. Frozen turnips uh, is what they had for an entire winter. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you went for cigarettes, it would take you a long time out yeah. in the Canadian wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> so he might be back. Yeah. Well, he doesn't come back. She almost starved to death. She made sure that there was enough food for the kids and she like let herself go. So she, she okay. almost died. Um, they, they did survive. But while she was recovering, the state took most of her kids, mm. which I think is a good thing in that scenario because, right. I mean, it's a horrible thing to have a child separated from a parent, but if the parent physically cannot take care of them, right. you know, that is the better option. Only one of her kids ever went back to see her again. Oof. And that's the part that sucks. Uh, yeah, that hits hard. Yeah. That sucks. Because there are 11 kids. You got to figure with the way human biology works, the oldest one was 12 when, right. at, a, at a minimum, you know, when that happened. No, I mean, no attachment at all, apparently. Yeah. She lived to be 94, and only one kid ever came back to see her. Oof. Um, that woman is just somebody who lived on the island. There's another woman who lives on the island currently and is 100, mm-hmm. but is not that woman. These are some old people. They're yeah, they they they're well preserved. Yeah, that that cold keeps them fresh. Yeah. So this this hundred year old woman is the one who's been taking care of the bear in the colonel's absence okay. since the colonel passed away. Okay. So this this hundred year old woman just loves the bear, like you know, doesn't want anything bad to happen to the bear. Okay. Um, she has a son as well on the island. But I think he only comes in at the end. They, they mention him a couple of times, and mm-hmm. he, you know he's kind of a non-character. Uh, Lou asks if the bear was ever taken for walks because he's on a chain. Like how how does he get exercise? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how others cared for the bear. Homer says, "Hell if I know. <laughs> it's just going to kill you if you let it loose." That's all he says. So but, uh, well, okay. So people are feeding it. Mm-hmm. It can get into the house at least partially. Mm-hmm. I don't think that letting it off a chain would make it any more dangerous than it already is. If it hasn't eaten the person feeding it, it's probably good. Probably. I would think. <laughs> he says hell if I know and says it's probably just going to kill you. And then later he tells her about the 100-year-old woman who's been taking care of the bear and what the bear means to her. Like, he knows. Yeah. But it's it's very much one of those, this is our town, you don't belong here kind of a vibe uh, is what I was getting. It's kind of brushing her off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seem that like, like I'll, I'll, I'll do enough to take care of you, but you don't belong here. Right. Because you haven't proved yourself. Um, that's kind of the vibe that I was getting from him, this first encounter, really. 
so she gets her supplies, goes back home, and she starts cataloging the books in the library. And she comes across a piece of paper in one of the books that describes the stars and constellations uh, of Ursa. What's Ursa? The bear. Ursa Major, Ursa Minor. The big oh, bear. okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. It also describes the general characteristics of bears, like how they walk, how their claws are situated and what they use them for, uh, specifically how their penises and vaginas work. Why? Why? You're you're worrying me here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like she's going to bang the bear at some point. I have a note here that says, oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> that's my note. That's that's Because uh, I type these as I read the book. Yeah. That's my note for where I was at in this book. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, so she falls asleep reading and has like a weird dream about some Kamchatkins, so people from Kamchatka. Okay. Mowing grass with the shoulder blade of a bear. <laughs> so the, they use the shoulder blade of a bear as a so scythe. The, the bone carved yes. to a blade. Okay. Yes. And that's worrying to her for some reason. Uh, okay. That's I mean, as much context as I have. If I dreamed about that, I'd probably also be worried. I'd be I, like, that's weird. You're right, but there was no mention of Kamchatkins prior. Right. There's no mention of Kemchatkins again. Oh, did she? What, okay. What would worry me is like if I had that dream, mm-hmm. I didn't. I wouldn't know anything about these people or the fact that they use bare shoulder bone. Well, so if I dreamt that and it was true, I'd be very concerned. She. I, the only thing that I can think of is being a member of the Canadian Historical Society. She has some connection. Mm, you're probably right in her background, right? Because she's seen them before. They don't explain it. But that's the only thing I can think. She's she's very knowledgeable about right. a lot of things that she kind of has no right to be. But uh, eh. given her background, it makes sense. Sure. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Not the worst thing that I'm going to have to make you buy. So <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up and she sees that it snowed that night. Okay. She goes outside, um, specifically takes a piss, and looks for the bear who went back into its the longhouse. Right. Obviously, because it's snowing. So she gets ready for a day. Uh, she feeds the bear again. This time... She puts her hand out, and the bear rests its muzzle on her hand for a split second. Like, a, oh, you're feeding me. Thank you. I, I know you mean nose, but I'm just picturing the barrel of a gun being rested against her hand. <laughs> He's just like, I just want you to let, to let you know. This is the Russian bear? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he needs more vodka. <laughs> uh, and then it starts to eat, you know, out of the actual dish and everything. So, okay. it's, you know. Um, they're, they're, they're connecting a little bit. So she goes back inside, and she once again reminisces over all the old books, uh, and she hears a noise. She investigates to find an old woman whom Homer had told her about talking to the bear. Okay. So this is the 100-year-old woman. Um, the first thought she had is, wow, she's 100 years old and her tits are withered. <laughs> is this first, fucking Miller? <laughs> first observation of this 100-year-old woman, the, the, the exact phrasing was, her dugs are withered. Her dugs. Dugs. I have never heard really? breasts referred to as that's, dogs. That's a very uh, pioneer term. Really? Okay. Yeah. Her dogs, dogs are withered. Yep. What, what was the main character's name? Lou? Uh, Lou. Yep. Lou is a judgmental bitch. Yes. I mean, obviously she's old. Why do you... Anyways. Look, she's 100 years old, but at least... She, at least Wait, she yeah, what was she going to say? Like, oh man, this 100-year-old woman has rocking tits. Like, yeah. Of course, but that's their with. <laughs> that's the first, and it's not like she's naked. This this woman isn't naked. Right. She's, she's looking clothed? at the outline through her clothes. That is the first thing she does. That, is okay, do we know? I'm not even gonna ask. F- fuck it. Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> Keep that question in mind. We'll give it back to it later. Uh, the woman says, "If you want this bear to like you, you have to shit with it." Oh God! So you wake up in the morning, you, yes. you shit next to it because it identifies smell. 
Okay. And if it can smell you, <laughs> then it will know you. But I mean, it's it already smelled her, so it knew it knows her. No, she's got to shit with it. Why? Why? She's got it. Look, it's not gonna like her unless she shits with it. This is a very particular bear. Yes. It needs what's got in shits. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, they hear a motorboat coming in the woman books. She just bolts. Okay. The yep. old woman. The old woman. She's running and her withered tits are flopping. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She she vanishes. So I don't know if she, I assume she ran away, but she's also could just have like that, that woodcrafty vibe that old women in the wilderness often give oh, yeah. off. Like, you, ju- you just see her just disappearing around a corner. Yeah. They're just, they're there and then they're just not. Yeah. Just whoop, 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 whoop. They're yeah. just gone. Yeah. So chapter eight opens up with her waking up again. Okay. Again. Like every chapter since the bear revelation has been her waking up. Okay. <laughs> she, she wakes up, starts her day. It's annoying. Yeah, it's a little... Because she didn't go to bed at the end of the last chapter. Right. It's, she just wakes up. Th- there's a lack of continuity here. Yes. We're just kind of jumping. Yes. We've hit like the middle portion of Groundhog Day when we're just skipping to the actual yeah. events. The structure works for Memento. It does not work necessarily for this book. Yes. So far. Yes. Uh, so she goes to the bear and decides to take it to the river to bathe because um, it's it's starting to smell like bad. Okay. Yeah. So she, uh, she unhooks the chain from the house. Okay. And keeps the chain on the bear. Okay. And like leads the bear along and it follows on the chain. And anytime the chain gets like tugged, it like catches up to her because it doesn't, for some reason, it has been trained to not like a taut chain. Okay. So it's, it's, it's following in the way that the person's leading. Right. And if it runs ahead and it feels the pull on the chain, it stops immediately and waits. So it's a trained bear. It is a trained bear. Okay. Yes. When it, when it reaches the end of the chain, it always comes back. They go in the river and, and bathe and she goes back to the house and she starts looking through the books again. She finds another scrap of paper about animals in a book. Okay. It has the lifespan of several species. I didn't write any of the other ones down, but apparently bears can live up to 34 years. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. So we hit a period here where life just kind of goes on. Okay. Uh, it was humdrum. Kind of, yeah, just the same thing day in, day out. Okay. She works in the mornings. She uh, explores a little bit around in the afternoons. Um, she does take the bear to the river occasionally. He never pulls it to chain. Homer brings her mail once a week. Uh, she goes to the shop once a week for supplies. So okay. she's kind of going back and forth. She's she's doing more now in the wilderness than she did in the middle of the city. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Good yeah. for her. Exactly. She's she's growing as a person. Uh, one evening, she goes outside to eat. The bear sits as close as he can on his chain. She decides to unhook it, and he comes and just sits next to her. Aw, it's adorable. It is adorable. She pets its back, uh, and then later she goes back inside and starts uh, working back in the library, which is kind of upstairs. Okay. And she hears a noise. Oh, no. She forgot to hook the bear back up. <sighs> okay. So the bear's getting in the house. Bear's getting in the house. Makes its way straight towards her upstairs and lays down in front of the fireplace like it knew where it was. Oh, okay. So she guesses that it knew its way around the house. Um, wasn't wait, a- wait, I just... <laughs> I just pictured it walking over to the fireplace and laying down on a bearskin rug. <laughs> I, I hope that's that was how it played out. I, it's great. never defined. Right. That's headcanon. That, that is headcanon. <laughs> yep. uh, so she guesses that the bear knows its way around the house. She gets a book and reads it while sitting next to the bear, kind of like rubbing her feet on its back. So she's like on the couch and the bear's like in front of her on the fire. Okay. And very picturesque. Yeah. She gets tired. So she takes the bear outside. It follows on the, the chain and everything. Like, she, you know, it follows her. Okay. Uh, and then she hooks it up. It goes to bed and then she goes inside and goes to bed. Uh, she wakes up. She reflects on the animals that she grew up with. 
So books by Jack London, A.A. Milne, you know, Call of the Wild. Okay. Those kinds of, those kinds of stories that she's heard. Uh, and then she said she doesn't really know anything about actual animals. Like any animals. Like any, because all she's her. she's a city person. Because she's a city person. All her context is from somebody's point of view from a book. Right. So she doesn't, she doesn't know how animals work. She was terrified when the bear came in that night. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is she, there's, there's a, a page describing that she, when, when it's coming up, she's like working at a writing desk and she like jumps up onto the desk and like squeezes as far away into the wall as possible. Oh yeah. Which is a natural reaction. Right. So well, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do I, do uh, and then it, it, it curls up by the fire and she decides it's docile and goes from there realizing, okay. oh, I don't know shit about anything. Right. If she didn't know anything about bears, she wouldn't be <laughs> cuddling right. the bear. Right. right. <laughs> so chapter 10, she wakes up again. Uh-huh. Going to keep it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and the bear go for an actual swim. Oh, so okay. they'd been like kind of bathing in the river and and it would like she, she mentions specifically that it's just butt is just filled with crud. So what, it, what, what, okay. <laughs> well, hold on. It's butt is filled with like crud. matted on feces. So and it's just been like sitting in its in. own yeah. Okay, yeah, not so, filled with <laughs> so well both. Probably. I mean, yeah, but uh, it's covered in crud. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it would sit in the river and like wash its wash its butt, but it never mm-hmm. like swim or anything. Um, she wouldn't let it. So they go for an actual swim. The bear starts playing with her. So she's swimming, and the bear's like swimming circles around her, and then it like dives over her, okay. swims under her. All right, and it's just adorable. It's like a free willy thing. Our listeners can't see this, but I have a very apprehensive look on my face. It's a great look. <laughs> Uh, they climb out of the water, and it licks her back. Oh, here we go. Okay. They go home, yep. and she reads more on bears to ease her mind. Stuff about how different cultures viewed bears in the past. I think we get something later on about how there was a sect in Switzerland that believed that humans descended from bears. <laughs> okay, okay. And bears were like the kings of animals. Okay. Which, um, it's, it's a very, it was a very interesting, those parts of the book were very interesting from a historical perspective, right. they were like one paragraph. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot to wade through. Chapter 11. She doesn't wake up. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. She's one, dead. That's this the one end. With, <laughs> this is the beginning of the ghost story. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the woman haunts the bear. I'm into this. <laughs> so, no. Uh, uh, Homer comes over, and he helps her start a garden. Okay. So it's now, she's been there for a while. Uh, it's starting to be early spring. It was like the end of winter when she got there. Yeah. And now it's like, like mid-ish spring, like planting season. Warming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the discussion, he says that the best thing would be to take some manure from the bear, spread it around over the garden. And I know you can do it because I, I've seen you been leading the bear around. Okay. So he's like, he's like keeping an eye on her. Right. A little creepy, but okay. A little, little bit. It's very... Very small town country, though. Like everybody knows everybody Probably. and what everybody's up to. Mm-hmm. It's just what you do. You look, you look out for your neighbor. You also look out for your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> so Lou and the bear are becoming closer. I am worried. That's me what I too. have in the notes. Yep. Me too. I, mm-hmm. Yep. Days pass, and the bear comes back up the stairs. Uh, she doesn't blink an eye anymore. Okay. She's she's kind of used to it. Uh, she finds another scrap of paper that says Saint Ursa in the sky. The uh, uh, Ursa Major. Mm-hmm. The stars that are around him are his 71,000 virgins. Oh, great. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, she spends more days with the bear and finds more cards in books all about the history of bears. Like, this dude is just taking all of these historical books right. and just putting, like, little post-it notes about bears. He, he's really into bears. I think all these colonels have been fucking this bear. I'm saying, I don't, I don't, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, and here's where she finds out the society in Switzerland that used to believe bears were our ancestors. Homer shows up again, and she can see other fisher boats in the river nearby, so she's starting to see other people. Okay. Um, Homer says she's been up here a month now, and he's now like paying his respects. Like, oh, you've, you've earned your time. Uh-huh. You, you belong up here now. Right, right. So he starts actually kind of being nice to her as opposed to just cordial. Mm-hmm. She's passed the test that the locals thought that she wouldn't, uh, and that the estate was supposed to always be willed to a colonel. So this, there's, there's a history in this estate of dis- descending to a colonel, and it was actually in the will yeah. of the first colonel that it always go to a colonel. That's such a weird caveat. It's so weird. These, yeah. <laughs> based on anything else, these people are weird. Yeah. So there's a little loophole that happened with the most recent colonel. Right. Who was not a colonel in the Canadian oh. military, as it turns out. Oh, shit. The old colonel was dying right. when she was born, so they baptized her under the name Colonel. Uh, what? what? <laughs> they christened her Colonel. Her name was Colonel. Okay. Her, her name was Colonel. The former owner of the estate was a female whose name was Colonel. Oh, I, okay. I thought you meant Lou. No. Got, okay. No. So her name was Colonel. Yes. Not her rank. So they they let her have the so place. So they let her have the place, and then she didn't have... That's dumb. She didn't have any <laughs> Colonels in her line because right. she didn't want any. Okay. So she willed it to... She had kids, but I guess none of them pursued the military. So she willed the estate to the historical society. And okay. that's where the drama comes in with the kids and everything wanting the, right. the estate that's rightfully owed to them. I get it because that is a weird caveat. It's very strange. And then they just... But apparently it was legally binding. Uh, apparently. And which I, I have to say, in actual court of law, some contracts are just void. Mm-hmm. In, in a lot of cases where there's an estate and the person who dies wants to will it to something specific, uh, there's a lot of cases of it. It just goes to the family. Right. Because the judge doesn't want to have to deal with that shit. Right. So... Yeah, it all it all depends. But I guess in this case, it was legally binding because the most recent owner willed it to a specific entity. Mm, right. There you go. That's all you need. I'm not a lawyer, though, so who knows? But Homer talks and shares some beer with Lou. Uh, they spend some pages talking about the former owners, so they're just going basically down the history of the estate at this point because right. she's unlocked that achievement of staying there for a month. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he knew all this the whole time and just kept it from her. Of course. Uh, so apparently one of them kept a pet lynx. Oh, shit. Uh, And that was also a female colonel who spent her life acting as a tomboy and didn't act ladylike. I mean, obviously she owns a lynx. Mm -hmm. Lynx will fuck you up. Probably, yeah. I think I would be more willing to have a bear as a pet than a lynx. Yeah, I don't know that she didn't also have a bear. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was just notable she had a lynx. Right. Okay. Right. Lou thinks that the colonel was a great woman because she was doing her own independent thing in a society that frowned on women doing that. Right, yeah. Yeah. And now she is in the colonel's place. She's like, oh, now I'm in this position where right. I have this estate. She doesn't. She's only supposed to be there for a little bit researching and cataloging. Right. Right. What right does she have? So now she's getting imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what right do I have to be here? Like this, this woman was a great woman and she did all this stuff like with the estate. I don't have a right to go through this. Mm-hmm. Well, you do because you do, but... It's your job. It's your job. Or do your job and leave. You're, you're not there personally. You are there professionally. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would have zero hang-ups about this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she also realizes that her work is almost done. That was really fast. So she's been there about a month, maybe a little bit more at this time. Uh, maybe five weeks or so. She, well, she's a fast worker, I guess. And Damn. she has, she says, she guesstimates at the rate she's going about a week left. Okay. She doesn't want to go. She's starting to like it there. She feels melancholy and she 
projects onto the world around her. Right. So like the sky just isn't as beautiful. Uh, the bear looks sad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. whole thing. She justifies her staying to herself. So she justifies like, oh, I'm just not going to work as hard because I want to stay here longer. Ooh, and, and she gives herself out. a reason to. Right. And then she goes to bed. She actually went to bed this she time. Actually, she actually <laughs> went to the first night, the third night, and this night. We know she went a to bed. A month later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's waking up a lot. But uh, so maybe she just has narcolepsy. <laughs> Yeah, or she she, just, she blacks out and doesn't know what she does the rest of the she night. She just falls asleep at the most random places and wakes up. Uh, so she creates a rough map of the island, um, okay. and she takes the bear for a walk. So okay. she, they start exploring. Um, she came home exhausted that next day and then just went straight to bed. Uh, she woke up in the middle of that night, and she made herself dinner, mm-hmm. uh, and she heard the bear scratching to get in. Okay. So she lets him in, and she goes to work in the library again. Um, she gives like her scraps to the the bear and like lets it lets it eat and everything. So she uh, goes to work in the library. The bear comes up again. Okay. And she curls up next to the bear and starts reading a book. Okay. Yep. Uh, in her reading, she imagines a connection between the old colonel, whose name was Colonel Carey. Okay. The current book she's reading, whose name was Trelawney. Okay. Which is a fantastic name. The name Squire Trelawney is in Treasure Island. Squire Trelawney. Squire Trelawney. He's, it's a position. <laughs> Squire. My name is Alan Bedillion Trahern. <laughs> so Squire Trelawney is the one who finances Jim Hawkins' voyage to Treasure Island. Okay. Yeah. Don't know if this is any relation or not because that's a fictional book. Exactly. Yep. I mean, they're both fictional books. They are both fictional books, but this person named Trelawney wrote the book she's reading. I don't know if there's a history book out there by a guy oh, named it, Trelawney. So, yeah, it could be it, a it real, could be a real book. Okay. I don't know. Because she also she references like Jack London, A. A. Milne, right. like real authors before. This could be a real one. I don't know. I choose to believe it was written by the guy in Treasure Island. <laughs> uh, uh, she, so she imagined a connection between the old colonel, this guy, Trelawney, and the bear. Okay. And like how their, their spirits are all morphing. Okay. And she's already digging the old colonel, right? Who's the strong independent one. Okay. Yep. The, the female yes. independent. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I, this is the question I was going to ask earlier, but I'm going to bring it up now. Mm-hmm. Is she bisexual? Not explicitly, but maybe implicitly. I think she might be open to it. Okay. Because it, I just get a weird vibe that she, she's into all sorts of people. She's lonely. Okay. I no, it. no, no. She is bisexual. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I just thought of something that happened. She is bisexual. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. I was like, eh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but now, specifically in the book, she begins to feel lonely. Right. And she starts thinking that the soul of Trelawney is in the bear, and she... <laughs> <sighs> okay, the old colonel's soul is in the bear. The Trelawney's soul. The, Wait, the, 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 the author? The, the author's soul. <laughs> Okay. Because the author is phrasing things in the right way and it knows the spirit of the land. <sighs> okay. She gets the bear to start licking her hand. Okay. <laughs> and then she spreads her legs. No! Why did you take us there? <laughs> ask Marriott, Margaret, and, and ask the author. I, I don't want to talk to the author, frankly, but... No. And frankly, I'm still I'm still hung up on. So she she believes there's a connection between the old female colonel mm-hmm. whose name was Colonel, not mm-hmm. an actual colonel, correct? 
the author who writes about the Canadian wilderness and bears, yes. who seems to know a lot about it because, yeah, he does. And the colonel also has notes on the bears as well. Right. So, so he, just he understands stories. bears so well mm-hmm. that she thinks his soul is yes. somehow in the bear. She's tr- She is... At this point, and I think I write this a little bit later in the notes, she is starting to get like cabin fever, and I think she's actually starting to go uh, insane. Okay. That, okay, that's a little bit more understandable. Yeah. She still gets eaten out by a bear. <laughs> We're not getting away from that. It happens. Oh, God. And then it actually starts eating her out, she, and she dies. She goes full on with the bear. Oh, and, my God. No, uh, that's that's the wrong phrasing. Um, she doesn't go full on. It just is licking... It's, it's licking her, and she finishes. Oh, my God. It, it doesn't take any time at all. Did, did you know that bears can smell menstruation? It's just blood, isn't it? Right. They can smell your blood. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've never heard of it put that way before. That's just a fun fact to you listeners. Man. God, I hate this. So it's it's bears yep. licking her out. Oh, she's finished by now. She's okay. She's done. She's, she's finished. Done. Did she like uh, picture anything in her mind when it was happening, or is she in the moment? Just in the moment. And it's not. <sighs> it's the. It's not super descriptive. Good, which is very good. But it's more than I wanted. It happens, and then we move on. Uh huh. So she wakes up the next morning. <laughs> it was so good. She passed out on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She feels. Horrible. Yes. Thank you. She feels horrible because she did a horrible thing. Yes. Okay. Then she starts to justify it. No! You... (laughs) She needs to go back to the city and never think about this again. You are correct. So she goes to work in the garden... Okay. Later, and she's the whole time she's thinking she's like, well, I'm I'm lonely, and there's a connection with the bear, like like there is, there has to be. So she's starting to she's starting to justify it to herself and say that it it just had to happen. No, no, okay, you can have a connection with an animal, a very meaningful connection. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't fuck animals. I want to go on the record as saying I'm behind you a hundred percent. Well, hold on, hold on. When you say you're behind me, you're not an animal, so you're fine. I um, mean, some people have told me I am, so you know, I don't, I don't want to say they're wrong. No, bestiality is wrong, and uh, don't do it. Inability unless, to say no does not comply, does not imply consent. Unless it's a 40,000-pound whale. Unless it's a 40,000-pound whale. Thank you, John McAfee, the aforementioned whale boner. The late John McAfee. The late John McAfee. Earlier he today. boned one too many whales. He, man. Oh, oh. So she goes to work in the garden. She decides that she needs some more supplies and she boats up to Homer's place. Uh, he says, why don't you just try fishing? Like in, in all of this, just right. try fishing for pike. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of pike in the river. I would be terrified to fish for pike first. I'm not much of a fisher, but aren't pike dangerous? Don't they have teeth? Uh, pi- and I don't think so. I think they're just big. I see. Pike are just big fish. They're okay. not like dangerous or anything. I, I know very little in the ways of actual fish. Yeah. Um, she does talk about gar later, and I know gar have teeth. Yes, gar, especially alligator gar, are dangerous. They yeah. will bite you. Yeah. So. Yeah, she talks about gar later, but uh, but anyway. Homer says, why does she go fishing for pike? So she goes and 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 does. Um, she spends a couple of pages trying to catch one because she doesn't fish. Right. So she eventually does catch one. 
And then she goes to prep it for cooking, but she's sick at the thought of it. All the things that could go wrong, like it might not be a pike, it might be a gar. It might be a gar that got lonely uh, in its waters in Lake Michigan yeah. and swam up the the river and ended up here, and I don't want to kill it. It's That's a horrible thing. Like, why would I want this? This fish has been through so much, and there might be mercury poisoning. Right uh, in this fish. That's so a thing. I, I don't know. Totally, yeah. I mean, grow up, grew up on the shores of Lake Erie. That was something you worried about. Uh, still ate a lot of fish, but man, <laughs> talked about it. So she might, she might get sick. She might die if she eats it. So she gives it to the bear. Oh, great! Poison the bear. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure his metabolism would handle a bit of mercury. Probably, especially if that's the only fish it's had in yeah, who knows how long. Okay. Uh, the bear eats it and then climbs up the stairs uh, as she's working and eats her out again. 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 What? the I'm waiting for the bear to get a beer out of the fridge and sit in front of the TV. Yeah. Does she have a TV? No. Okay. She has a kerosene lamp. Gotcha. No TV. <laughs> no TV. Um, at that time, another page falls out of the book uh, that she's reading, and it says that the offspring of a woman and a bear is... No. <laughs> ...is a hero. No! What the fuck? <laughs> That's... So she starts crying tears of joy. No! No! I, oh my God, I need a break to like absorb this. You want to take a break? We can take a break. Let's take a break for a second. We're, we're about a page left of five pages. We're about, we're about 80% of the way through. Okay. F- fuck it. We'll just go for it. Okay. I don't need a break. Okay. So now a uh, little more time passes. Summer starts. Okay. So she starts, uh, she's been there all spring, tourists becoming common on the river. So this is where we talked about where other people are coming up and right. staying nearby. Okay. Um, tourists are coming on the river. A, a family actually knocks on her door and asks to see the place because it's like, it's really cool. Right. She says no. Um, okay. The <laughs> only right. human contact she's had other than Homer and the hundred year old woman. No, no, don't come in. Okay. Um, they leave, you know, nothing else happens there. Uh, she begins to work and explore the basement of the house. She, she hasn't gone down there she yet? She hasn't really gone down there. That would be the first place I would go. I agree. I'd go to the basement and then go to the attic and then check out the rest of the house. Yep. No, she hasn't been in the basement. Um, she discovers some old equipment and decides that she wants Homer to come help her because there's like a whole bunch of old trunks. Right. So she some wants to carry shit. up carry upstairs and, and so she can go yeah. through them. So she goes to, goes to Homer's place and invites him back to her house. Okay. And here's Homer's wife throwing a Okay. You are not going to go there. She is going to, she's, she's trying to seduce you. She's going to take you from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. The wife calls her a hussy. Of course. And uh, uh, says, uh, what did I write here? Because it was a perfect sentence. So the wife basically calls her a hussy and thinks she's finna smash. <laughs> I, had to, I had to leave that in. I was so proud of that line when I wrote it. Oh, she's finna smash. She's something. finna smash. So uh, he says she'll stay quiet if she knows what's good for her. Oh, the wife. Uh-huh. Oof. The wife will stay quiet if she knows what's good for her. Oof, okay. Uh, and says he wants to go anyway. Uh, they agree he'll come up in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, so Homer comes up and helps her carry some trunks up uh, from the basement. They, he brings them along some uh, some rye, some homemade, you know, homemade hooch. Okay. They share the bottle, go through the contents. There's In one of them is like a military chest, so they get all excited, but it's just some blankets, some like army blankets. Aww. I'm waiting for them to find like journals that that show that all of the colonels have fucked the bear. <laughs> that would be absurd. It's just meant to happen. Uh, and they find some some really nice old dresses. Okay. So she goes and tries on a dress and like kind of parades it in front of Homer just to, just to see what it's like. That it's, is inappropriate. Very Well, uh, it could be historical. You shouldn't be wearing it. It could be historical. Why not wear it? 
it's not yours. <laughs> Look, she's been there for a month and a season. Well, a season now. She's fucking taken over. I mean, she doesn't even belong not, to her. It's not like she's being paid to be there. So she, wearing the dress, goes back into the basement and on her way, Homer grabs her ass. She realize, she looks down and realizes that the dress she's wearing is showing off, like, all of her chest. So it's like, she's covered. Okay. But it's like full cleavage. Very, and, very, okay, and very big, Like, cleavage. very, 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 very propped up bust. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's like a corset. The, yeah, that style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she apologizes because she didn't realize that that's what she looked like. Oh, so she's and taking blame she's for taking, what he did. She's taking blame. Kind. She's taking blame for what he did, but she doesn't. She doesn't feel bad about it, and she doesn't want him to feel bad about it. Oh, okay. So he's married, and he grabbed her ass, but she's kind of into it. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> if you're married and you're grabbing someone else's ass, that's no, I don't, probably I don't a mean bad that. Thing. I mean her attitude. Oh, if you're talking to somebody who's married and they grab your ass, that's probably a bad thing. Yeah, I, I feel like you should make issue of that. Yes. So they they kind of flirt for a second, and and it's just very it's very awkward. Uh, but then they realize, like, oh, he's married, and I like yeah. this. We shouldn't do this. How how old is he again? Uh, I don't know. I'm picturing an older guy in the 60s. I I don't think he's that old. I would okay. say I would say she's probably mid 30s, early 40s, and he's early 40s, late 40s, somewhere in oh, there. So they're pretty close. They to seem age, to maybe. be of a kin. Okay. Yeah. So this is more of a conventional setup for a story. Yeah. She's there. He's the landkeeper or whatever. They're both getting a little drunk. Right. Because on, on the homemade that, rye. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> but no, it's bear. <laughs> it's not as shocking as, as it might seem until you introduce the bear. Yeah. Um, so they, they agree to part ways, both, the, and they both kind of take solace in the fact that there's no one else around to know what happened. Right. So, like, Homer's not going to tell his wife, and she doesn't have anyone else to tell, so it's kind of their secret. And they're just like, you know what, we'll just keep it like that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Which, I mean, maybe tell your wife. Tell, tell just, your wife you grabbed an, uh, if, the if woman's you're, ass. If you're, having, if you're having thoughts of, I mean, clearly he already doesn't like his wife. Right. Right. But it, if, you're, if you're having thoughts of entertaining uh, the idea of having relations with somebody outside of your marriage, you should communicate that to your partner because... Oh, say, like, we should get a divorce. Either or, that or get counseling or, right. like, do something. Yeah. Because it's better than living just in misery and living with that hidden secret. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is now chapter 18. There's 22 chapters in the book. So okay. we're, we're almost there. But chapter 18 starts with her groping the bear. Groping where She's exactly? going for his balls, <sighs> trying to get him a boner. Oh my god! And there's a whole lot about the anatomy of a bear that I learned from this. Oh, uh, no! I am not going to repeat it. You're spared from that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Don't Google it. I didn't Google it either. But don't just just Fuck. spare yourself. Spare me. Uh, he doesn't react. Just he's just kind of there. He's very docile. Okay. Um, doesn't even get a boner. So okay. she thinks, well, if I can't satisfy you that way, at least I can love you. Okay. She's like she realizes, like I'm not a turn on for him, but at least I can give him all of my love because uh, <laughs> there's a connection. Sure, there's a connection between these two. You can't deny it. He he likes her, and she likes him. So I, this is I, she. She is actually going insane. She she's thinking the bear. <laughs> yeah, she's thinking the bear is her whole world. She only wants the bear and to be with the bear. She decides to try and dance with the bear. Okay. 
possible. So, so she puts on some music and like kind of pushes him up onto his back legs and he's docile so he goes along with it and he stands up. Yeah. And then she like kind of hugs him and starts trying to dance with him. Yeah. And he goes back and forth a little bit like it's something he's done before but just isn't into it. Right. Because he's, he's a bear. bear. <laughs> Uh, and then she gets him to try and 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 lick her again. Okay, yes. but he's not into it. Okay, so she uses honey. But once that's all gone, in the words of the book, once the honey is gone, he turns around, farts, and falls asleep. <laughs> Typical male. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, leaving her unsatisfied. That's the end of that chapter. So uh, beginning of the next chapter, chapter nineteen, she 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 once again knows. Only that she loves. That's the only thing she knows. She loves the bear. She forgot her job. She forgot everyone she's known. All is bear. <laughs> bear is everything. Yep. She thinks back on the prior loves she's had. So now she's thinking back to her previous relationships. Okay. There was some rich guy who wanted her available at all times and was like stalkerish and yeah. refused to give her her own time. Okay. Um, he cheated on her. So she did the logical thing that anyone would do. And threw rocks through his window, cut the girl's names into her arms, oh. and wrote all over their house with chalk. Oh, fuck. I think she went a little far there. She is, she needs mental help. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she she self-harms because of him in a very I did this for you kind of way. Yeah. Throws rocks through their windows and defaces their property by writing all kinds of insults and things in chalk. Yeah. Which chalk is not the worst thing to use. That's our, you can wash it of, off. One of the best things to use, I yeah. would think. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> best for the victim, if you're gonna if you're gonna deface someone's property like that. She she talks about how after that, uh, cucumbers were cold. <laughs> they were cold. They were cold. And, they weren't before. And how women just made her want a man. W- women just... So if she's with a woman, she just she just really wants a dick. Oh, so she she experimented. Yeah. Possibly. So after that, she went through her experimental phase. She tried a cucumber, didn't, lo- didn't like it. Tried some women, didn't like it. Oh my God. Like, I didn't pick up on that. So <laughs> I thought she was just saying cucumbers were cold for some reason. No, she's banging cucumbers. Right. So... Uh, yeah. Yes, they're cold. Uh huh. They're. I mean, you could throw the microwave probably a bit better. I don't, it might explode. I, don't I have. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> the um, old uh, banana peel trick. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so she she just really wanted a man, right? Yep. Uh, not not bear though, because she says women just made her want a man. Not bear. Right. Bear is her god. Yeah. Once she found bear, bear is better than man. Right. Exactly. Even though it can't get a hard on. Correct. She says Bear is her god. Okay. That's how far we've gotten. Okay. On this crazy ride. Uh, so she's trying everything to get the bear to like her. Right. And the bear's just being a bear. Right. Just doing bear things. Yeah. Bearing it all. <laughs> uh, her director writes her and says, yo, you're taking forever. Like, what's yeah. going on? You need to come home. Over budget. She ignores him. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, she is also flip-flopping between saying, I love you, Bear, and Bear, please end this. Just just take my head off with a swipe of your paw. Like, kill me now. Jesus. She is she is going through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I've said the whole book, she needs mental help. Uh, she, needs, yes. she needs She needs someone to help her. Yeah. That is still true. She's a mess. Yes. She should not be on her own. She tries to bang him again, but he's a bear, so he doesn't care. Right. Now she's super depressed. She constantly wishes for death. She dreams the devil is saying that 
The devil's like, yo, you're fucked up. I can't wait to meet you in person. The devil said in her dream, if you're going to commit bestiality, at least do it in style, like with an aardvark, because no one's done it with an aardvark. Oh my God. The author actually wrote that in there. That, yes, that is a verbatim sentence. That's exactly what the devil would say, though. Probably. He was like, look, I get what you're doing and I'm into it. But, <laughs> might I not make a suggestion? What if we raise it up a notch? Yeah, like I've been watching people do this for so long. I just want some variety. Come on, do, yeah. do it with an aardvark. No one's done an aardvark before. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it in style. She's not going to find an aardvark in Canada, though. Probably not. Uh, so, she cleans herself up in the morning, just like, like, you know, takes care of herself. She goes to Homer's place. Okay. Uh, he isn't there, and she asks his wife, like, yo, where's Homer? Mm. Wife just says, oh, he's at the lumber mill up the road. Okay. That's it. Surprisingly uh-huh. polite. Completely, okay. completely different demeanor from the last time we saw, the only time we saw his wife. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so she goes up to the lumber mill. They say like six words and then they bang. Homer and Lou. Homer and Lou. Oh my God. Yep. Um, there's some beers involved, but, uh, you know, then she goes back home and cries. Yes. Yes. Again. Uh, now, the bear smells man on her. Oh. <gasps> And just refuses to go near her. Yeah, she fucked up. So she's she's just sad. Yeah. Homer comes by later and says, "You know, people get funny up here alone." <laughs> okay, hold, that's a little bit farther than funny, I think. Some go crazy. Some do weird things. You smell like a bear. Yep. Home dog knows what's up. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's he knows what's up and he's worried about her, but not worried enough that he won't bang her. Right. Which is pretty awful. Yeah. That you're willing to take advantage of someone in that state. Well, look, he and his wife haven't had sex in 40 years. Probably true. They, they say something along those, like, 20 years, maybe. God, why would you just not? Well, where else is he going to go? Uh... And they have a kid. He has an albino son, too. Uh, he... He, what? You didn't mention the albino son? He's in, like, three sentences, and all he does is show up, say, hey, those are some vegetables, and leave. <laughs> character he <laughs> shows up he doesn't do anything he, he says those are vegetables and he leaves he's like helps her with the garden he for says a second. hey these cucumbers are pretty fucking cold <laughs> and then he leaves <laughs> he yeah he's, he's an albino yeah he's an albino kid he, he, he's he's a non-entity in the book okay he, he doesn't do anything okay he, the, the i left him out and the plot didn't change i i would have loved a, just a name drop you just or something w- that would have been good man i would have loved a name too <laughs> what's okay well let's what's his name stan stan yeah homer his son is clearly named stan i bet, I bet everyone called him whitey probably they called him whipped cream Ooh, wonder bread you 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 fuck <laughs> come here you fuck you white fuck anyways uh so she tends to her garden some more and she starts canning preserves because she's like yo these like, this has got to be the best way. And now we have this basement that's like the perfect preservative place. The right. cellar, cellar. Okay. Uh, she cuddles with the bear who's building towards hibernation. So he's starting to get chonky. Okay. She specifically mentions the plug of fat in his anus for hibernation. What is, is that a thing? I don't know. They have a... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> I'm not either. I am taking Marion Engel's word for it. Okay. They have a plug of fat in their, their butthole. Yep. For the first time, he gets a boner. Oh, my God. When do bears mate? Is it? Probably right after hibernation. But, but do they? In the spring? Any, it, I don't, I don't want to know, actually. Nope. Okay, fine. He gets a boner. She, she presents herself. 
Okay. So she she in the quote quote in the animal position on all fours. Oh my god! So he reaches a claw a, a paw over and claws her back open. Oh shit! She's gonna die. So uh, she screams and like passes out. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yep. This is awesome. Yep. <laughs> She she uh, scares him off, um, but she's now terrified. So I, I'm wrong. She doesn't pass out right away. Uh, she's terrified he'll want to eat her because now she smells like blood. Right. Because her back's clawed open. So she goes and like locks. She she scares him out of the house and yeah. locks the house and then goes and just like passes out on her bed and lays down yeah. and just just blanks. This is a horror film now. Yeah. She wakes up in the morning. Okay. She's, she's she's fine in quotation marks. She cleans herself, um, you know, uses a mirror and kind of examines. And just, she's, she, I mean, she's kind of flayed open. Yeah. Um, it's got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, they, they talk about, uh, viewers, uh, apologies for, for wound descriptions, but they talk about the, uh, the covers and her shirt sticking to the wounds. Yeah. And Ugh. that, man, there's nothing you can do about that when you're up there alone and it's on your back. You just got to tear it off. Yeah. That um, sucks. Yeah. Uh, she, when Homer came up and said she smells like a bear, he brought her mail. Okay. Which they also didn't mention until now. They just said she opens the mail that Homer brought her. So right. we're, we're assumed to, to know that he brought her mail. Um, and she finds lots of letters from her director. Of course. And yeah. some from her sister saying, we're worried about you. Right. Sister never come up before. Now she sits next to the bear and she doesn't feel anything. The spell is shattered. Right. She's disillusioned. Yes. Now she knows it's time to leave. Okay. Yep. She gets ready to go, finishes all her work up in a snap because there wasn't much left to do. She was dragging it out. Right. Uh, she meets the nephew of the 100-year-old woman. We find out the 100-year-old woman's name is Lucy, and she meets her nephew. Okay. Who we were told about in the beginning. Right. Haven't seen, really. Kind of a non-issue, again. His name is Joe, and he promises to look after the bear when Lucy passes. So, okay. so she's, she's talking to him because he's the one who's kind of like escorting all her luggage and everything to back to Homer's place. Yeah. And she, she says, well, what's going to happen to the bear? He says, well, Lucy's going to take care of it because she's not going to let anything else happen to it. And then Lou says, well, what's going to happen when Lou passes away? I mean, she's 100. He says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. She's not going to want anything to happen to that bear, so I'm gonna, I'll take care of the bear. He's going to shoot the bear. Probably. <laughs> probably eat it. I mean, yeah. and frankly... Uh, that's okay. I mean, it's a well-fed bear, apparently. Yeah, so. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, uh, I don't think black bears are endangered. No. And they certainly weren't when this was written. Right. So Joe promises to look after the bear when Lucy passes. She packs a couple of the, the major books and kind of leaves the rest. Uh, and then she leaves all of the notes that she found regarding bears in an envelope titled The Colonel's Writings on Bears. Okay. Uh, she leaves them all behind. So she is a, like 100% snap back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. Uh-huh. She says her goodbye to Homer, and she goes off, and the last we see, uh, she's looking for a career change. Okay. She doesn't want to work for the historical society anymore. She wants to be something adventurous because she's kind of become her own person now. She wants to take care of bears. Uh, and she sees, the last thing she sees as she looks into the sky on her new journey is Ursa and his 71,000 virgins. Which leads me to believe, because of the way it's phrased, that she did not, in fact, get over the spell. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she did. Because she's just looking for, she's looking and she sees the bear again in the sky. It's like, it's like, oh, this isn't meant to be. Oh, there's the bear. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I, 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 there isn't a sequel. That's good. This is, as far as I know, uh, this is like the sixth book that this person had written at this point. Okay. Uh, all of them about different subjects. But uh, that's, that's the end. She goes off to pursue a new career, sees the bear in the sky. I'm convinced 
she needs mental help and she doesn't get it and something ends up killing her. Yeah, you don't you don't just you're not just suddenly better. <laughs> yeah. You're not just suddenly like thinking straight. Right. You may be in that instance, but there is still a deeper issue that needs resolved. Right. That's just going to happen again. Yep. We have a rating system. Uh, for for our rating system, I am giving this book an absolute toilet paper. Really? It is trash. I mean, you're the one who read it, not me. Yeah. It is, it is absolute. Half of the book is wasted words. Yeah. The other half is a girl trying to bone a bear. <laughs> I hate it. You didn't glean anything deeper from it? Did I take anything from this book? Yeah. Was there any, anything that you actually liked about the book? No. The, the <laughs> writing style... The writing style was okay. Like the author wrote in a way that mostly made sense. The the sentence structure and syntax was all pretty decent, actually. I mean, you uh-huh. could tell it wasn't her first time writing a book. Um, Just I'll why? Give her, I'll give her kudos for that. But the subject matter, the events that happened in the book, the the one thing I took was that there is a society, a religion in the olden days that believed that bears. Uh, were the forefathers and ancestors of humans. Right. That's the one interesting thing that I caught from this. Okay, but this isn't a shampoo bottle. Like, if you had the option to read it and you have nothing else to do... I would read a literal shampoo bottle. Okay, so, yes, toilet paper is appropriate, I think, yep. for this. this. This book, I, it, I own it. <laughs> I am strongly considering burning it. Burning it? You're not going to give it away? You're just going to burn no, it? No, I don't want anyone else to have to read what I read. <laughs> you listen to this podcast, that's enough... Mm-hmm. I that's I paid I, know. I paid money for this. Now you know how. And I, I am <laughs> upset. I am actively upset. That's the sacrifice we make for the show. It's true. I am more than happy to die for my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I will put myself on the line. Um, but that does not mean that I have to give it a good rating at the end. Yeah. It was. It was short. Thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully, it was short. That's a that's a, a redeeming quality. Is there was only so much horrible, toxic garbage, yeah, that I had li- to wade through. Li- listening to it, it didn't seem like this book had any real direction or points. Nope, it just seemed like a really fucked up experience. Yep, and left uh, w- what I would say is like un. Uh, it, it wasn't like wrapped up or really taken care of. It seemed right. like she just momentarily had clarity, moved on with her life. And this is this is going to be an issue in the future. Again. Yeah, I now I could be reading I could be reading too much into it because uh, it could it the problem with print, which is which is kind of the the rule of the internet too, is you can't get context behind the statements. Right, right. You, you what you what I read is the actual statement that was written. I don't have any of the authors. Uh, context of of that statement or any of the author's emotion behind that statement in mind, it could have. There is a way I could see where she's flipping him off and saying, "Good luck to you and your seventy one thousand virgins." Right. Mm-hmm. I I could see that. That's not how I interpreted it. Yeah, that, that's that's part of the author's job, though, is to communicate that to you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think this is a minor pedestal here, but um, I think that's that's a problem on the internet today too, though, is people. Uh, will write things and say, "Oh, I'm joking," or uh, say horrible things mm, yeah. in, under the guise of sarcasm or something like that. Uh, but there's there's no way for the person on the other end to perceive that because they are just reading a block of text. So unless you denote this is sarcastic or slash s or whatever, and even then it can still be misread yeah. uh, and misconstrued. Uh, the burden's on you to prove what you meant and to say what you mean. Otherwise, if if you make a joke and somebody calls you a dick for it, guess what? 
you're a dick. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality. Yeah. I perceive that this author had a crush on a bear. <laughs> uh, or yeah. she lost a bet. But it was also the mid-70s. <laughs> it was also oh, the yeah. mid-70s. So I very much imagine this could have been... I, I, have no, I have no proof of this. I have no reference for this. Um, this seems like a drug-induced book. Yeah. The, it, the, it has colors of almost like Stephen King. Because Stephen mm-hmm. King mm-hmm. would write some really fucked up stuff uh, because he was coked out of his mind when he was writing most of it. Right. So it, it, it feels kind of in that vein where people try to push the boundaries and it's it's not serving any greater purpose. So right, which is kind of like the difference between this author and Stephen King is because Stephen King's books, like almost everything, serves a purpose. Right, he's a very good writer. Right, so, but this it just feels very just strange for strangeness' sake. It it seemed like the author. So it, it almost looking back because I, I mean I read the book a couple of days ago. I finished it um, and. I kind of glanced at the notes briefly, but now is my first time really reading my notes since I read the book and reflecting on it. Um, it seems like a almost a parody of the like the pioneer's tale of the 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 person yeah. going out into the country and starting off on their own and making it. Yeah, uh, Grizzly Adams, it, exactly like that kind of the Grizzly Adams, the uh, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, yeah, the, like Love Comes Softly, that kind of that kind of thing. But in this case, this is a, a a parody of that, where the the person falls in love with an animal instead of with the the hunky neighbor next door or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't think that was the case because it felt very sincere. Mm. And the author has spent a lot of time in the Canadian wilderness. Yeah, <laughs> presumably alone, living on an estate with a bear. I, I don't know. Alleged. <laughs> I'm not even going to say allegedly. I'm just going to. I'm just going to say that's the, man. There was there was too much in this. The, the author did too much research. Right. There's way too much thought. Put There's into this. way too much thought put into this book. Mm. Way too much thought, and not enough plot. Uh, I, you know, personally, I think that furries have always been around. Oh, for sure. It's only recently that there there's a space for them. Yeah, they it, they'll get made fun of, but at least they can get made fun of together. Yeah, but there's there's always been people that are into that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see it even back in uh, back in the the Greeks the, and stuff, the Greeks historical texts like the Bible and that kind of thing. There's oh yeah, there's talk about it and and what is good and what is bad with with that. And I say good, and I can't actually think of anybody saying that it's good ever. So the only people say it's good is people that are into it. <laughs> you might say the only people that say it's good are the people that have tried it. Yeah, but that's or, not one of those things that I'm going to say. Don't knock it if you try it. <laughs> uh, not going to tell you try it. I, I'm I'm just going to go on a hard no. I you know sometimes I say I'm willing to try anything once, but there there that anything has an aster- asterisk. Yeah, it has it has 15 asterisks yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. No, this this was absolute absolute dog crap, but it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> I'm glad I read it. That, that's that's good. As long as you have that to hold on to. Exactly. I, I I am dreading the day where one of us invests time into reading a book, and at the end, we have nothing to show for it. Exactly, because I think at the end, uh, at the very least, we have a good episode. Right, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah. I also, I want to get I want to get a little, just a, a like smaller than that little bear. A little like ceramic a little bear. <laughs> Are we going to have something for every episode? I don't know about everyone, but this one was fast. my first, this was my first toilet paper. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, ooh, if we have one for each each we toilet do. paper, that we would do. be. Hmm. Can you if, can you find a ceramic bear with his dick out? <laughs> I'm not gonna. That, probably, but no, no, I'm, I won't do that. All right. I, because I don't want to see that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to probably be sitting on my shelf. I don't want to see it either. <laughs> Your landlord's going to come by. I'm like, wait, what? By the, <laughs> by the way, I'm really glad you come over once a week because it gives me reason to clean my, my apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I, great. Uh, I do the same. I clean mine before I come. So it works out. All right. Because I don't want to come back to a dirty apartment. So we realize that every book is someone's favorite. So if you liked the book or if you agree with us and you don't like the book, then write to us at a page too far at gmail.com. That's a page two T O O far at gmail.com. And tell us what you thought and what you think of the show. If you have any ideas or suggestions, send them to us. At this point in time, we are still working on socials and Patreon. I just spoke with the artist making our branding today, and he said he's got like another two days to finish up, I think. So maybe by the next episode recording, we'll have stuff up. Maybe. I'm at least going to get the template for an Instagram. Yes. Uh, up for next next episode. It might not be fully public, quote unquote. Yeah. But uh, but I'll at least have that ready so that when the artist gets the commission done, we'll have an Instagram. I'll make a Twitter account. We'll be, we'll be in business. All right. See you next time, guys. Thank you for listening.